0: You see, and, uh, I'm gonna say this. Uh, oh, man. I just had a thought. I'm looking at my, jo- my Joy-Cons. I bought the Skyward Sword Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say those were being weird? uh, I got new ones. They're perfectly fine. The- so the first that I bought, straight out of the box, had Drift. Oh. Uh... Luckily, I bought the warranty with them, brought them in. They got a new pair. I traded them out. So I have a new pair. Um... When I hold my Joy Cons, I sweat because I have sweaty palms. These Joy Cons don't look brand new anymore. Oh. <laughs> they don't look terrible. It's just you can tell that I've been using them.
1: Well, it is the reason you got them,
0: I imagine. I got them because they're Zelda themed, darling. Don't make me show you got my them to
1: use face. them.
0: I will clap my foot across your face, young lady.
1: That's rude. I fail to see the reason, but That's okay. Animal abuse. Because I, <laughs> how is it animal abuse? Tweet tweet
0: <laughs> tweet tweet. Shut up, bro. Um, so, Becca, since last time you were on, we now have an editor. Hmm. Um, she's 16.
2: Which you have assured me is not child labor, because you pay her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure Jess. This is not child labor. I pay you. You cannot ever comp- you cannot ever Although I think if, uh, claim that I am uh, that I am using child labor because I am paying I think, you uh, and you are of age to have a to yeah, have a part time job. I think
2: child labor is more the fact that she's sixteen and less the fact that you're paying her. But it's good that you're paying.
0: Her. Yeah, because no, child no, labor is 16, a child doing labor. Sixteen, you can have a part time job yes. in Ontario, so she's no, not child labor. That's
2: true in at least my area. I don't know if it's different from I state think in to my state, state too.
3: But I, I think feel you feel like. Sorry,
2: go ahead. I no, I feel like we it's should 60, It might be across the states we, that 16.
0: We should sink before we continue. Probably. <laughs> All right, uh, Becca, you're you're rounding out the order this time. Um, because what's his tits isn't here.
3: I mean, I can do the end since I know the end. Just have Becca go before me. Okay.
1: Uh. Uh,
0: three, two,
1: one, sink, go. Three,
3: two, one, sync, go. Three,
0: two, one, sync, go. Three, two, one, sync, go, end. Alright, Jess. I trust that you can uh sync this up and make it sound good. This is how much I trust you, Jess. I haven't listened to a single episode you've edited.
3: Wow. I don't think that's trust more as laziness. <laughs>
0: Alright, first of all, rude. <laughs> Second of all, it's a hundred percent trust. Third of all, I'm also trust right. Her. No, you're not. I trust her because she's a perfectionist. Jess <laughs> just, just I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them about things about you. She stresses out about school so much that like I don't see the point in double checking her work because if she stresses that much about school, she's probably doing podcasts perfectly. In other words, no pressure, Jess. (laughs) I'm a terrible employer.
1: (laughs) He says as he adds pressure.
0: (laughs) That's why I said no pressure. Because I knew I was adding pressure. Come on, honey, You better be giving her enough lunch breaks. Uh, She edits it whenever she has time. What are you talking about?
1: That's one of the things in the U.S. that's really really big for the uh, for the uh, uh, underage... Workers is that they get enough breaks, so it's kind of a joke.
0: Just edits whenever she has time.
1: It, it was it was fully
0: a joke, Yang. No, I know. That's why I'm antiing your joke. Come on. Yeah, darling, you darling, suck. You know I do this. Uh, no, I don't.
1: Hmm. I don't like dick, so I don't suck. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna pursue that topic, but I
0: could disagree <laughs> with you. So- I don't like dick, Garland. Uh, no, not on that part. At best, I'm bi-curious. No, no I'm just,
1: you, your argument is invalid but in are you a certain bi-curious? way, but I'm, I'm not gonna...
0: Shut up. <laughs> you had shut to up.
3: know that
1: was coming.
0: And that's why I'm saying shut up. I mean, that wasn't the
1: direction I was gonna take it, but uh, okay.
0: girl I don't want to know the direction you're gonna take You're gonna probably take it in, like, this horribly disgusting direction.
1: I don't know whether not to be offended or no. Never mind. (laughs) See,
0: see, you're gonna take this. You're gonna take it in an absolutely disgusting and and. uh, I mean, well, actually, that wouldn't be me. That would
1: be disgust, or that would be offended. That'd be, uh, well, never mind.
0: Merlin, why do I try with you? Um.
1: Uh, well, you see, the problem is, is that I never bother trying to explain to to you. So, I don't know. you suck, girl. Uh, no, nah.
0: no nah, thanks, girl. Stop sucking butt. Ew. <laughs> Alright, I'm opening up. I'm opening up. Um, clubhouse.
1: Okay. Oh shoot! I gotta go grab my switch if we're gonna do that. God damn it, girl. Well, oh, I. We didn't like. No one fi- assumed we were playing games finalized for you. Finalize
0: that. God damn it, Garland! You don't get the backsass sass me. I today. actually am
1: playing a game though right at the moment.
0: You're not allowed to be playing Guild Wars during this, <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> because you te- you're terrible at multitasking, so you will go quiet and you will hyper focus on fucking Guild Wars.
1: I am multitasking right now
0: though. What are you doing in Guild Wars then?
1: I am doing dailies.
0: I hate you. Because once you're done dailies, you're probably gonna to go to dungeons or some shit. And you're gonna get uh, distracted. Or you're gonna go just to Marionette, And you're gonna distract it.
1: I already did a mini dungeon. It was one of the dailies.
0: That's not the same. No. Yeah,
1: that's true. Jelly! Not but no, I never dungeon. do like dungeons without people that I know, I guess. I don't know, I just don't
0: it's easy it's easier to do it, with friends, because then you can make full spots. I've oh. just never
1: tried it. I've been working on other things like story and I
0: want... I'm gonna I'm uh. gonna spend a portion of the podcast talking about D- dinda. Um, because I want Becca's opinion on my homebrew spells.
2: Boy, <laughs> I'm glad you think so highly of me, but I've, I'm terrible at balancing. I confer heavily I'm, with I'm my more be. experienced friends.
0: Oh no, this has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with like trust or anything. I just want I just want to like run run the ideas of them past you. Okay. I have I have uh I have my friend Shiv helping me balance them out. Okay. I, I'm He's been a DM. He's he's he claims to be a DM from, from first edition all the way up till now, so Boy. he's very good at the balancing. He's very good at balancing. He uh he helped me balance one of the spells. <laughs> I
1: heard that as he's very good at balancing.
0: Carly, go get your switch.
1: Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. I shall be
0: right back. Then when she gets back, we're gonna do an intro. And start the podcast. And then we're gonna do stuff in the podcast.
1: Hi. Hi.
3: My name is Jing. I like doing things about things and stuff. I'm going to break you
2: in half if you continue doing this.
0: Wow, Becca, that's the first time you ever threatened me with violence. <laughs> but why? It's just Yang's voice, Ming. Don't test me. It. <laughs> I lost the voice I was doing too. <laughs> Becca, why would you acknowledge that that bugs you? <laughs> Uh, you need to realize what you've done, right? <laughs> I mean, it's mostly for humor. You've given me power. <laughs>
2: Listen. I live with my boyfriend now. You cannot do anything worse than this.
0: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Why you open that? Listen. It's <laughs> <Listen. laughs> like, I can just imagine you saying that with like a thousand yard stare, like I've seen some shit. Don't start with me, boy. Oh my god. Boyfriend's probably like, the fuck is going on? Oh god. Just an empty bowl of chips on the floor.
3: Oh well if it's empty, it's no longer a bowl of chips.
0: Woman, there are crumbs of chips in it. Shut up.
3: I will not, and you cannot make me.
0: I mean, I can. Nope. I can just take your audio and delete it. But then it doesn't make sense. This is true.
1: How hey, Yang's podcast. But
0: I'm right. But I'm right.
1: Yang, guess what? What do you want, girl? Nothing. I just wanted to uh, uh, Not. to uh, flaunt that I just posted forty gold worth of skyscale food on the trading post. Why? Cause I'm gonna make gold off of it. Why else would I put it there?
0: Okay. Forty gold though. What? What else you can make to, do to make gold? What? Farm out silk.
1: You know what else you can do to make gold? Play twisted marionette.
0: Anyone else you want else you need to make gold? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that doesn't really help. Shut the fuck up, Garland. <laughs> smack you. Nah. With my foot. I will smack you across the face with my foot. I don't know why I like to say that. Now, but gold, I love saying.
3: Girl.
0: Garland, God. I sold one item for thir- for forty five. What item? Look, Uh, It was a gross orange infusion. It was an iridescent orange infusion. So basically when you had it on, you would glow orange.
1: Cool. I've never had an an infusion. But I have scars. I got it by luck.
0: I got it by luck from the uh, fractal rush chest. And I was like, this thing looks like ass. I'm selling it. (laughs) And it sold for 45 gold. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Why does this garbage sell for 45 gold? I'm just like... I want the queen bee or the liquid aurelium.
1: Give it to me.
0: Give it to me.
1: Give it to me.
2: <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Becca>. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, with that though, we're now uh girl is back, so his it's podcast. It's podcast, it's podcast, it's podcast It's podcast.
3: Something tells me it's it's
2: podcast. Yeah! Hey, pod.
0: Shut. god damn it <laughs> <laughs> this is and this is why we're not professional. Because I try to be goofy and professional, and Yori comes in and just shits on my professionalism.
1: I mean, it could be desk po- uh, Desktop,
0: Garland, shut up! Task no, it's DinePod. <laughs> <laughs> You're losing Wait, anyways, we welcome to? to Anyways, welcome to a podcast. We have Garland and Yori, as always. They're annoying. And then we have a Becca over there doing a Becca thing. Yes. What about you? Sorry. I'm always here. <laughs> there is no podcast without me. Actually, I am the Yangarang. There will, o- there has only been one episode without Yangarang, and it was not a good episode. <laughs> you know why it wasn't a good episode? Because there was no Yangarang.
3: How rude! Anyways, you were saying, Becca. I'm sorry. What?
0: I, I mean, wasn't
2: saying anything. I was just
3: Because
2: hey. oh, okay. my name is said.
0: <laughs> uh, to be fair, hon, both you and Garland said that it was not as fun because I wasn't there. So I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember saying that. No, well, you did. It is fact. I think you're
1: making stuff up.
0: No, it's fact. Y'all are just weird and forget things like that.
1: Yeah, I think he's nuts. I mean,
0: (sighs) I'm cooking for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) Even though I don't know what Cocoa Puffs are. What? What? You don't know what Cocoa Puffs are. We don't have those. We don't have those in Canada. They look like dogs know what they are. I've never seen them back. I don't know what they're they are.
3: Like they look puffs, like dog all chocolate.
2: No, they have so a, they're they have shit. A Got it. They have a different texture. They're like harder than Reese's puffs. Uh,
0: so they're garbage. Got sense. it.
2: they're not my favorite. But yeah. they
1: still there are some brands of dog food that they look exactly like in <laughs> one, one of these days. They look so much I like want to replace food. a Yeah, I want to put a bunch of it in like a, a box of Cocoa Puffs, or maybe mix it in, so it's oh, like half and no. half. I don't know, but Dad I think be <laughs> that's so evil. evil. Oh.
0: So, Garland, right. you have an evil plan to do to your sister. Now.
1: Yes, absolutely. I haven't done it to her yet, because she hasn't bought Cocoa Puffs lately. Yeah, well just does not look like Pebbles.
3: And then put, uh, uh
0: what
3: the heck? Toothpaste? Uh, either soap or deodorant in the middle
1: of them. Oh, deodorant would be the right consistency.
0: Did you know that the Pokemon Oreos that are currently available for purchase... The Mew ones are selling for like thousands of dollars. Yes.
1: Why? Why? Because know, people
0: are fucking weird. Also, the what's on
3: strike? The workers are on strike. So no, I'm th- urging people not to buy. I Nibisco. think that ended, didn't it? Like Did last it? week. I don't know. I was listening to the news today, and I just heard it like offhandedly, but I wasn't listening. It exactly. Oh, the I thought Nibisco. it was. Uh, I thought they like
2: came to a soli- Nabisco strike. Yeah, I thought they came to an agreement.
3: I mean, they like I, I was just listening absentmindedly
0: to it. Dates August things. 10th to September 18th. Yes. That ended like eight days okay. ago. Uh, for those listening, the 2021 Nabisco strike was a labor strike involving workers for the American snack manufacturer Nabisco, which has a darkest his- history if you ever watch Food Theory, uh, a subsidiary of Mondelez International. The strike began at a Nabisco facility in Portland, Oregon on August 10th, and over the next few days spread to several more Nabisco facilities throughout the United States. I suck at words. The strike was caused due to disagreements between Nabisco and the Bakery, confectionery, Tobacco Workers, and Grain Millers International Union. Jesus Christ. Concerning new labor contracts after the previous one had, ones had expired in mid-2021. In particular, the company was seeking changes in scheduling and overtime pay, as well as the introduction of a new health care plan. Uh, the labor union was opposed to these changes and additionally wanted safeguards against possible outsourcing to Nabisco plants in Mexico. As a result of an impasse between the union and company, members of the local union at the Nabisco plant in Portland performed a walkout on August 10th, initiating the strike. Over the next several days, other local unions at Nabisco facilities throughout the United States also joined in striking against the company, and by August 23rd, it had affected every bakery and distribution facility in the country. The strike is Nabisco's first since a 56-day strike in 1969. On September fifteenth, the union and company announced that they had reached a tentative agreement that would end the strike, with voting amongst union members to commence in the following days. On September eighteenth, union members voted to accept the agreement, thus ending the strike. Terms of the contract included pay raises, increased contributions to the workers' four hundred one k accounts, and a five thousand dollars bonus. I want five
3: thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a new bit of that's a new splotch on the dark seated history of Nabisco.
2: Almost every single food company
0: is a real dark splotch. Yeah. Well, Nabisco was created was created by the brother of the f- oh fuck, what were those cookies called? No, the owners of the original Xerox um, or
1: something Xenox?
0: Xerox Xerox the original the creators of those cookies. The owner of that company was the brother of the creator of uh, Nabisco, and um, Xerox was made when the owner of Nabisco had to go to London for, for like healthcare and stuff. And when he came back, he was mad, so he made his own. And then the entire thi- time was competing against each other until Nabisco uh, basically uh, m- made Xerox go extinct due to marketing and basically just better marketing. Um, I mean, hell, they named their cookie oreo and the other ones named them the xerox cookie that is a garbage name Darling, get your butt in here um, oh yeah I forgot anyway so uh we went over our nabisco I, are we talk about nabisco we're done put that away <clears throat> We'll pull it out for a second. People are stupid because they're putting artificial value to Oreos that have the Pokemon Mew on them. Because it's
1: Mew! And Oreos! Is it like Oreos! entire containers that are Mew? Or just like no,
3: individual no, Oreos? No, there are eight Pokemon to choose from.
0: Like, Well, they're... no, there are eight Pokemon that you can get. Yeah. And it's random. And if you pull a Mew, Mew is apparently like the hardest or something one to get and people are putting artificial value to it and marking it up to, like, $3,000. There was one selling on eBay for $10,000, and it's like, guys, food spoils. What are you doing?
2: I mean, Oreos last a, a while, but they go stale pretty quick. Um, and
0: But they're also kosher, which means they will go bad.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I don't know.
0: So, like, why are you, like, hoarding them? If you're not going to vacuum seal them in a vacuum sealed container like, in like, a vacuum wrap, which you can't because the second you try to vacuum seal it, it will crush the cookie. Um, yes. If you're not going to do that, you're just wasting your time, I think guys. the
1: biggest thing, though, is it's not, like, saving it to eat, so you don't really have to preserve it in that manner. It's more it's of, still for, gonna, of saving it, it for... The sake of having it and being able to I look mean, and so show I it, I know
3: that someone, at least one person, is gonna cover it in resin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's so stupid. Yeah. Okay, I say this, but I taped a bag of Dark Side Skittles shut after I heard they were discontinuing them. So there's that. That's different because I had already started eating the dark side Skittles.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I don't
0: know. Yeah. And I taped, I taped it shut because I didn't want to finish my only... Because I have one and a half bags of dark side Skittles left. And if they don't ever bring them back, I don't know if I'm ever going to open those bags. Well,
1: at least Skittles are going to last longer than Oreos, though.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. Skittles are freaking gelatin and sugar. Oreo is a cream-based center and cookies. Just the fact that it is a cream-based center means it's going to go bad.
1: <laughs> I, well, I don't know how cream-based. It's mostly sugar.
0: Garland, it has dairy in it, which means it. Uh, a little bit, maybe. It doesn't matter how much dairy is in it if there's dairy in it, it's going to go bad. I will fight you, Garland.
1: There are these things called sweetened condensed here. milk. It's stored in cans. Lasts for a very Garland, long time,
0: Garland. I know what condensed milk is, and it's dairy. Garland,
1: I'm just saying.
0: I'm gonna smack
1: you. It's some uh, dairy with a pretty good shelf life.
0: Garland, I'm gonna beat you up.
1: Wow, Becca, these you're threats gonna, today, Becca. You're gonna
0: you're gonna be here for the first ever Assaults on podcast. <laughs>
1: It's going to be Emer- kind of scary when you just, like, emerge from my headset.
0: <laughs> There's going to be a hand's going to come out of your computer. It's going to start slapping you, silly. <laughs> <sighs>
1: that would be pretty terrifying, though, honestly.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the idea. But no, okay. So I wanted, I wanted to tell you about these spells I meet, Okay. So you know the seventh level spell, delayed blast fireball, and we're talking about D and D. Uh,
2: way, yeah, vaguely. I don't remember the exact
0: wording on it, but well, uh, it's it's basically. Hold on, um, I made a copy of it so I could understand its mechanics and stuff for other spells. It's basically you create a fireball like uh, up to 100 feet, 150 feet away, and you can sit there concentrating, charging it for a full minute. And each turn that passes, you increase its damage by one d6, up to a maximum of 22 d6 of fire damage. Um, I love the idea of that kind of a spell where it's just like the risk to it is that you could the spell might go off early or you could lose the spell, but the reward to it is you basically multiply its damage by a shit ton. So I've made a first level spell, a second level spell, and a fourth level spell? Third level spell. All following the same same idea. I made a first level spell, a first level healing spell that follows the same idea. Um, The difference between the healing spell and that is with the Delayed Blast Fireball, if the spell if if you lose concentration, the spell erupts and explodes and goes off. Um, The two level one spells that I have like this, which one is called Fairy Bolt, because why not? It's uh, lightning damage. If you lose concentration, it just fizzles out and goes away. And the healing one is Healing Roots. It's, um... It's one D8 of healing in a 15-foot sphere on on cast, like, once you fire it. Every turn has an extra D8, but if you lose concentration, the spell just ends and nothing happens. So you could heal 11 D8 of health. After a minute. In a 15-foot sphere. 15-foot radius sphere. After Um,
2: after a minute.
0: Well, you can fire it off at any point. It's just... Each round you charge it, it increases by an extra D8. So if you're charging it for, if you are able to charge it for a full minute, you're going to heal 11 D8 at level 1. At level 9, you're going to twen- heal 20 D8. And it's a 120 foot range, 15 foot radius sphere. So if any, if all of your allies are like clumped up in a 15 foot radius sphere, you can like charge it for like 3 turns and fire it off and give everyone 4 D8 of health at level 1.
2: It would require a lot of Uh, coordination, yeah, but that's also like a little dangerous at like higher levels, because as soon as your enemies get fireball or other AoEs, like you're trying to learn pretty quickly not to group up too tightly. Uh, So yeah, encourages grouping up, which is, I guess, part of the risk, but
0: It's it's healing is exponential based on how long you charge it for, but the risk-reward is so high. And even if you don't hit a full AoE, you can hit one person. Like, if the tank is off on their own out front, like, 60 feet ahead of you, and they're, like, getting their ass beat, and you've been holding this for, like, four turns, you can just fucking fire it at them and heal them from 120 feet away. So it's it's got a lot of range. Uh, the second little spell I made is literally just the Animal Traveler's elemental skill. It's it's name and everything. It's it's palm vortex. It's literally the animal traveler's elemental skill. Not the burst. It's the skill. Uh-huh. It's I I I love it. It's literally um, it's a ten foot range in front of you, fifteen foot radius sphere. It does not affect you though. Okay. So you will you're going to be inside the sphere no matter what, but it won't hit you. Um, two d six base, one d six extra extra every turn that it's charged for. If you lose concentration or you choose to break it, it just it just disperses and bursts like the Travelers does. Uh, if a creature comes within five feet of the center of the vortex, they have to make a, a dexterity save. If they fail, they're sucked into the center and take one D4 slashing each turn. They can attempt to break the save again. But if the creature is larger bigger, they d- will not be trapped. They just take the D4 slashing. So it, it's literally just taking that skill and putting it in d d Mm-hmm. And it honestly works really well because um, my one friend who's playing a homebrew class blue mage sorcerer, he's playing blue mage warlock. This spell is perfect for him because he has to be up front and center to take to to get hit by monsters to steal their skills. Yes. So he can just he can just prep this and just be channeling it with concentration and just take hits and try to learn their spells at the same time. Because he's already going to have a high constitution stat. Because he needs that. Because when you get hit by a monster's sk- uh, non-weapon ability as a blue mage, you have to make a constitution save to copy their skill. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Um, the the third level spell one I made is... Yori named this one. I, did. Um, I added one word to it. Yes, it's Aurel's Sear- Searing Cold. It's literally an ice version of Delayed Blast Fireball. The difference being that when it goes off... It's an 80-foot range, goes off... Uh, dexterity save uh, creatures from that point. They take cold damage equal to the accumulated damage on a failed half as much on success. Whether they succeed or fail when the spell is released, they have to make a constitution save or um, suffer from one level, of, basically one level of exhaustion and slowed speed from the, from the searing cold because it's frostbite that makes your body feel like it's burning. Starts at 4d6, gains a d6 every turn. Um, it makes us currently I have it set up to where it makes a, con, a condensed chunk of ice up to 80 feet away from you. If it's struck and if it's struck, uh, before you're like in between turns, it will just erupt on its own, dealing half the damage it would normally do. But the sphere is bigger. And, uh, no matter what happens, it freezes all liquid around it on the ground, making it difficult to terrain. This is by far the the highest risk reward because you it's not right in front of you and you don't fire it you have to prep it up to eighty feet away from you. Mm-hmm. So if an ally critically fails on a range attack, the range attack might hit it and blow it up, and you've used your spell slot to create forty five feet of of difficult terrain if you're near water and possibly done no damage to enemies. And then the last spell I made, which I'm not currently still working on, because I'm still working on. I made one which is basically like creating create undead, but it uses shadows. So the spell can only be cast while in, under, or surrounded by a source of consistent light that will display a shadow. And that's the biggest restriction for it. And it's the same for another one I made, which is actually perfect for you, Garland. The one I made earlier, I'm naming Shadow Essence. Literally, it lets you take a person's shadow, an ally's shadow, create a copy of the ally using the shadow, and the shadow mimics the ally that that owns the shadow.
1: That sounds interesting.
0: So, um, this spell can only be cast on targets that have a visible shadow caused by a source of consistent light. The shadow is infused with your magic, coming to life as a false imitation of life modeled after the owner's appearance. Any actions taken by the owner, the shadow copies. If the owner attacks with a weapon, the shadow falls immediately, dealing half the damage the owner dealt. If the owner casts a spell, the shadow copies the spell for free, dealing half the damage of the original cast or half healing of the original cast and fizzling out if it is anything else. The shadow dissipates and the spell ends if the source of light creating the shadow is snuffed or disappears. If the owner is enveloped in magical darkness, or if the concentration is lost, it is a sixth-level spell.
1: Be a while until I can cast that.
0: It's not available to you. It's only available to wizards and shadow magic users. Shadow magic sources. All
1: right, then. Oh, I, I guess I'll have to multiclass. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. I mean, I am multiclassing, but not in that. Shy. Ah.
0: Every, every spell I'm making with the moniker of Shadow is designed specifically with Shy in mind, because she fell in love with the first one, which is Spirit of Shadows. Um, basically, back at this one, you, you take your shadow and um, create a spirit formed from your shadow in the shape of a creature or monster you have previously seen or fought in your life that you remember the details and behaviors of. It follows your commands and serves you for the duration of the spell, one hour. Um, and it's not a concentration spell. The shadow can become the form of a monster whose challenge rating is no higher than seven or your level, whichever is lower. Uh, if you're casting, it's a fourth level spell. So if you're casting at a higher level, the highest level creature you can create is challenge rating seventeen.
1: So is uh, the spell gonna end up in her book?
0: If she wants this, when I showed this this spell to shy, she wanted it. When she hits level seven, this is the first <laughs> spell she's taking. She's already said I I'm taking that spell because she's like I can make monsters out of my shadow for an hour that will that I can like ride on and shit. But the oh, last one I made... Awesome. Um, Yori and Garland are going know to know this one. I made a first level healing spell called Ventari's Tablet. Yes, that's right. I literally took the sixth skill for the legendary centaur stance of Revenant and made it a spell in D&D. Guild Wars has come to D&D. So, in Guild Wars, if you're a Revenant... You can tap into legendary legendary beings of the past. One of them is the legendary centaur Ventari. Um, when you do that, you create a stone tablet, which is basically his life's work and his his entire teachings of tranquility and peace. Um, and it constantly heals ar- allies around you in Guild Wars. So for D&D, I made it to where you summon it up to 10 feet away from you. In a 15-foot radius centered on the tablet, it heals allies for 1d4. Um... When the tablet is summoned, the, the the caster can use an action to charge it to burst out healing for 2d4, and if the caster is more than 40 feet away from the tablet, they can use a bonus action to pull, or they must use a bonus action to pull the tablet to them, but the tablet will fall apart, uh, and they have to pull it up to 10 feet uh, away from them. When it moves to them, it heals any allies it passes by, it passes through by 1d4. And that's literally all the abilities it has in Guild Wars, in Guild Wars 2. So, and that one, uh, Garland, you can learn because it's Druid, Paladin, Ranger. So if Irene ever wanted to create Ventari's Tablet, she could. What level is that one? Uh, it's a first level spell. Oh, first level conjuration. It's constant. It's constant healing, so it's perfect for a frontliner because they can just summon the tablet near them. Keep in mind, it's a concentration spell. So if you get if you get hit, you break your concentration. It does shatter and fall away. But the entire time, it's healing you by a d4 minimum. And if you cast it at second level or higher, the the healing of all, in all circumstances increases by a d4. So if you cast it at second level, it becomes 2d4 uh, healing pulse each turn, 3d4 when you choose to, to burst the healing, and 2d4 when it passes by an ally.
3: Yang, your switch went to sleep.
0: It shouldn't have.
3: It just kicked us out.
0: No, I hit a button and I probably uh, quit my controller is right below my hand. Nice down I want. Okay, I fixed it. So yeah, back as you can tell, I've kind of become obsessed with copying the blast fireball in many different spell mm-hmm. forms. But honestly, it's kind of fun and as far as I can tell, all like Yori Garland, Shy Shiv, Arbor, they all enjoy the ideas of these spells from what I've seen. Like Shy is playing a wizard and Fairy Bolt is a wizard a druid sorcerer warlock wizard and I, they went into a magic shop and they had uh, palm board decks and Fairybolt in the, in the shop so Shy bought a spell scroll and then immediately copied it into, into her spell book and now it's one of her main pri- uh, prepared spells because she likes the idea because Raven is so out of combat all the time she's like I'm just going to be out of combat hiding and I'm just going to charge it and then once it's ready I'm just going to fire at a monster because like I mean that's a that's a really decent ability uh, now my question to you becca is mm-hmm. would you use any of these spells
2: me no
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't like the delayed spells
0: I mean they don't have to be delayed you can you can shoot them right away
2: They're- you don't get them to shoot them right away. You don't get... This is like, fair. Shooting them right away seems like a waste when you can just get another spell that does well when you shoot it.
0: I mean, I mean, Healing Roots probably has the least cost to it for shooting it right away because it's a 15-foot radius heal at 120 feet. So just prepping it and then firing it right away, that's one day of healing up, up to 120 feet away in a 15-foot radius. I feel like that's probably the best one to take if you don't want to charge it.
2: Maybe. What level would that be again? First level. First level.
0: It's a d8 of healing at first level, and then it's one d8 for each level beyond first.
2: Let me double check.
0: Um, it's about it's it's the same healing as a cure wounds.
2: I was looking at mass healing word. Um, which is a third level. Fourth a level? Third level? Third level? That's what I was checking. Oh. Um,
0: it's what, D4s?
2: Yes, it is, but with that low of, of healing, um, you would basically just be getting people up.
0: Um, yeah, which honestly is not bad for 120 feet away.
2: Yeah, but Mass Healing Rod has a range of of sixty feet from yourself, but that's still decently far
0: for most battlefields. Yeah. So I mean I don't deny it. Like the main draw of the spells is taking the spell for to charge it for later. But like Shiv himself has already pointed out, he's like, if I just need a burst of healing, I will use a first level healing healing roots, spell scroll, and just pop it right at my feet. For for one D8 of healing and anyone that's around me. Because he's the frontline cleric. Mm. He's a cleric that literally stands in front of everyone and tries to beat beat things with a hammer. Partially because his hammer, uh, when it hits a target, he has the target has to roll a 13 constitution saving throw. If they fail, they fall asleep. Oh. Is a monster hunter weapon. Yeah. It's I so there's a Amelwyn's Guide to Monster Hunting, and I've used a lot of the stuff from it, and I've crafted a bunch of homebrew weapons for it. So the Malfestio is a uh, winged, a flying, a flying wyvern, or a flying beast, one of those two, and it, um, it, uh, its weapons in game have all have the sleep. Uh, have sleep proc as an ability to it. So when you hit a monster enough times, it generates enough sleep proc and then they fall asleep. So I designed it to where the target has to roll at 13 or lower. Or th- and the reason why I did that is because it's only a challenge rating 9 monster. I don't want it to be too high. Right. Um, and if they are able to succeed, they don't fall asleep. If they fail, they fall asleep for one round until they take damage. But then, I'm, but then there's also other monsters like the Kezu, which paralyzes enemies so it does it's the same type of system but it's a fifteen for its saving throw it's just I have given I've also now making it to where like encounters in this campaign are constantly designed to be deadly mm-hmm um because uh, the f- the first monster they had to fight, like one of the monsters they fought, was the gamoth, which is a gargantuan mammoth whose height limit in Monster Hunter is eighty five feet.
2: So, is this a Monster Hunter campaign, or are you just obsessed?
0: No, they're just they're no. I like I love Monster Hunter as a game, and the monsters themselves make really fun encounters in D anD. d So, this world that I've created. The danger that lies... So, people in the world are at the bottom of the food chain and the monsters from Monster Hunter are above everyone else. Because you could be this expert warrior that's lived your life and made it level 20 fighter. You ain't gonna do shit against a dragon that can turn living essence into a beam of energy. So, literally, the monsters are the dominant species. So I use them because almost every encounter you run into on a monster with for a monster with a for monster hunter is designed to be rough. Because like the gamoth, for example, it has res- it has immunity to non magic weapons to non magic damage, and then it has resistance to magical bludgeoning, slashing, piercing, and cold damage. Okay. So it it has resistance to magical weapons. It already is strong.
2: That's <laughs> that's. Almost
0: mean challenge rating sixteen, but so what I've done for this level kit, five. So, but also what I've done is, and you say that Garland, but I did the math. The thing has a hit point; has hit points of one hundred eighty nine. You guys in three turns did two hundred and sixty damage. So you killed a challenge rating sixteen in three in three turns. But I I now have it where I'm not keeping track of the monster's health for uh, for monster enter, monster encounters, and I'm deliberately making it to where if they can do certain things like break certain parts of the monster, like for a, for a gamoth, the horn damage the trunk, crack its uh its faceplate because it's basically a, it's a mammoth so it's got that elephant face if they can shatter that, if they can do enough damage that way, then I'll make it then I'll have it die. And stuff like that. So every encounter is designed to kill them. Because they are the bottom of the list of people that should be surviving in this world. (laughs) And I prefaced that to everyone. And nobody said, nobody told me, let's not do that. So the two of you can't say shit to Becca right now because you two agreed to this system.
3: (laughs) So what system?
0: The system of the monsters are the top of the food chain, and you guys are just trying to survive in the world. Uh. Let's let's be honest. It's even with it being as hard as it is, the worst thing that happened with the fight against the gamoth is you guys almost lost your blue mage. And by almost, I mean
3: damn fault.
0: (laughs) It was so. What happened, Becca? Is Arbor got so uh, Shiv walks up, starts fighting it. And um, the Gamoth is just like, Alright, fine. Uh, I'm going to use my multi-attack. So it hit him with its tusk, and then it grabbed him with its trunk, and then it flung him like a snowball. For every 10 feet he flew, he took 1d6 of bludgeoning. But since it was enraged, he took a d8 instead. So, he flew, and he hit Arbor. So Arbor and him both took 3d6 of bludgeoning, or 3d8 of bludgeoning, And they both had to make saving throws or be knocked prone. They were both knocked prone. So Shiv gets up and he's like, nah, fuck this, I'm moving. Arbor gets up and he's like, I'm running straight towards it. (laughs) So he does that. And I'm like, alright, Arbor, I don't know why you would do this. Gamoth does its multi-attack, picks him up, tosses him 60 feet. He takes 68 of bludgeoning, is then knocked prone, and... And falls unconscious because he hits zero hit points. Uh... So the NPC one of the two NPCs one of the three NPCs that are with them, there's a brother and sister, and then there's an actual monster hunter in the party. Um and the little the little brother of the two NPCs is now my favorite character, and I want to play him as a player character in a campaign. He's a little six he's a little six-year-old dog boy who's three foot eight, but or er, three three foot eight, but has a four-foot tower shield. And he wants to protect the world from everything and save the world strawberries from danger. He's an innocent dog boy that loves strawberries. Becca, <laughs> I love him. I love him. I made him, and I love him by accident, but I love him. So uh, his older sister is a heal is a cleric. So she's just like, all right, I'll heal you. Or wait, it was either her, or it was Yori that healed her, healed him. So he gets up and he's like, "I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'm not fight. I'm not running towards it." It's like, "Really? <laughs> what was your first idea?" But uh, one of the big reasons why I make the encounters really hard now is, so they fought a palumu, which is a flying squirrel, basically. And Garland has a weapon. Garland is a is a soul re- is a soul reaper in this campaign. So I gave her her own Zanpakuto. It has its own form and all that fun stuff. It can use Steel Wind Strike twice per day. She used it and crit the Palumu. Okay. So she did 10d10 of slashing damage or oh, a force no. damage?
1: Oh yeah, that was the Palumu fight, never
0: mind. It did 10d10 of force damage. She also crit, so her two swords in this campaign, the characters have weapons or armor that's blessed by their designated god. Her two swords are blessed by her god so that every time she attacks, one attack counts as two weapon attacks in one. And if she takes the offhand bonus action for two-weapon fighting, she strikes with both swords instead of one. But it only does a d4 of damage each sword. In addition, their bonus, their passive bonus is an extra 1d4 of radiant damage. You crit on that as well, Garland? Basically, Garland did almost 200 damage in one turn as a 5th level character.
1: I did 149. Damn.
0: As a 5th level crits. character.
1: <laughs> I had 2 crits.
0: As a 5th level character! Like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I had designed this campaign...
1: Smite on at least one of those crits.
0: She Divine Smited with a crit, so it was like... She did a shit ton of damage in one turn as a fifth level as a fifth level paladin, and like I had designed this campaign to where the players would get powerful and would get strong, but the monsters would—that's why the monsters are always going to be a tough encounter because the players are always going to be far too strong for where they are. I I, I stated you guys are probably going to kill monsters fast, but all it's going to take a monster to do is one turn to kill you because. Why the hell not? But like they seem to be enjoying it. Partially because I don't have a story written for the campaign, Becca. They write the story. Okay. <laughs> I, it's literally just you guys do whatever you want. You guys pick where this where the story goes. You guys want to go talk to that random NPC? Go ahead. You guys wanna seduce the barkeeper and have an orgy? Alright, I don't care. <laughs> I bring that up because the first campaign we did, there was an orgy in like session four.
2: What the fuck?
0: Spoiler did it. Why? The man the man charm person, because so one of the big NPCs was a succubus. And so like he sees her and he's like, Alright, I'm gonna charm person. Uh-huh. Who? I'm gonna, I'm gonna charm person or paladin. Why? I don't know, just cuss. Are you serious? (laughs) So he successfully charmed charm persons like half the half the party, and then literally like half the party was actually mad at him as a player because they're like, Why would you do that? And we had to have a talk where I was like, You're not doing that anymore, man. (laughs) I'm just uh, glad my
1: character didn't
0: participate in that. We already, uh, oh, excuse you, Garland. It's canon that Nell was gem-sexual?
1: Yes, that is canon.
0: <laughs> so she's sexually attracted to shiny gems?
1: That doesn't sound right.
0: <laughs> she was a bird.
3: Well, I mean, Shy's,
0: uh,
1: gender but, and I just put that in there for spoof. That was funny.
0: Yeah, so, we also have a campaign, I also have a campaign for Jenner and Rex. Shy's, a uh, character... Jester got distracted by a girl who had really pretty hair, and she almost TPK'd the party because she used geese uh, geese on two of the Geass. or geos on two of the people. She's geos on two Geass. of the party members. Geass. Why? <laughs> because I literally put her in there just to mess with them. And shy was like, oh, her hair's pretty," and I was like, "Oh God, shy, what have you done?" <laughs> and so she charmed shy's character, not using any magic. She just charmed her. She was like you're pretty and then Arbor and Reaper walk up and I'm like, okay she uses Geos on the two of you. what And they both failed because he was a 20th level NBC because so I was just it was a, it was a, it was the Christmas special event camp uh, session and then but to their credit Reaper had found a way around it by basic by following the rules of the Gios to knock Arbor out of the gios's control because she said go and attack your party members. So they walked outside, and Reaper explained. He's like, "What I was gonna do is I was gonna attack Arbor to knock him out of the Geos because he's technically a part of my party." I was like, "All right, that's fair. That is that does follow the Giyas's rule." So he had a plan to get out of it.
3: Oh, my, uh, my character was just gonna choke hold one of whoever she got to hold up first with her tail.
0: Yeah, we have fun in our DV sessions, Becca.
1: And they're kind of insane.
0: Especially when, um... Girl, what are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? Oh. What do you mean, what am I doing? Oh. They're especially insane when Yori comes in with Neri, her ghost girl, who, um... Has short-term memory loss. Mm Mm-hmm. And we now have a rule that whenever the party goes to sleep... Because Neri, being a ghost, so she's a homebrew-race ghost... When she goes to sleep, she doesn't have to sleep. So when the party takes a long rest, she's always on watch because she doesn't have to sleep. So it's now become a rule that when the party wakes up from a long rest, they have to roll initiative to determine who has to deal with Neri upon waking up. And I'm going to be honest, Becca Yori's having fun oh with this. Oh, boy. Hun, what was the What was the story you told the last time? Uh,
3: it's one of the few stories that actually had some continuity to it. Um, stories are usually like, "Oh, she went on an adventure. There were some giant mushrooms. There's a hole in the sky,
0: sort of thing." Which, which the hole in the sky led to a led, led to an NPC showing up, and everyone was like, "What the fuck?"
3: Her go- she has a ghost dog, and he finds bones. So, the last story we did was, um, or last story I did was everyone woke up and Neri and her ghost dog Georgie had gone on an adventure. They were secret spies trying to figure out the the evil plot of mister Flu Um.
0: <laughs> Which is our blue mage's pet cat.
3: Right, of course. Um. And so she went through people's bags and she just found bones there. Um.
0: Which I then immediately made canon, so now everyone has giant monster bones in their backpacks.
3: Ah, damn. (laughs) Carolyn has all the money. Um, but yes, (laughs) so. No, she doesn't. I have 55. But, uh yeah, so, basically, she went through everyone's backpack, and, like, she's like, we didn't find anything in there, but there was a bone, and then we went to someone else's room, and uh, there was some weird stuff in their bag, but there was also a random bone, uh, and, and I had an argument with Georgie, and, uh, and, uh, Irene is Garland's character, and Irene's room looked like someone had went into it and, like, made a mess, but then, like, uh, but then, uh, uh, the the lamp was a bone, and <laughs> in the end, <laughs> uh, the NPC that was hanging out with us, um, was like, "Where did you get these bones?" And she just points at the the aquarium, and she's like, "The fish did it." <laughs> okay.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Oh. It was pretty funny when it happened.
0: It's just, it's it's hilarious because she's a 12-year-old ghost who has short-term memory loss, so she can never be separated from the party or else she forgets everything.
3: Yeah, they all, like, specifically never separate so that she doesn't forget them. Uh.
0: And her god is um, the Japanese moon god Tsukuyomi. She refers to him as Tsukisuki.
3: <laughs>
0: um, uh, or Big Brother, I think is what she calls him, too. Yeah,
3: either one, depending on what she's talking about.
0: She, she refers to the gods as part of the family. So uh, Arbor's goddess is Hestia, the Greek goddess of, the, of hearth and home. She refers to Hestia as grandma because the first time she met Hestia... So what happened was these guys got into a city. The city was like completely deserted. People were like corpses on the ground. Um, d- like melted corpses. And there was a dragon in the center of the city, a Gormagala, which had absorbed so much energy, it could breathe and level half the city. Um. Hey, Shiv. Um. And when it... When they were... They 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 could not survive this fight. So four NPCs were, like, trying to distract them while they were trying to get away. So Arbor just goes, if I break a piece of Electrum, because in this world Electrum is how they communicate with their gods, alright, Shiv. Shiv just comes in and gives five subs. It's fucking mad, lad. (laughs) Um... Of course, my desktop audio is muted because, uh, podcast is going. So, can't hear that. Um, oh, it's Dragon Island, too. Ah, whatever. Um, so, he's like, if I break a piece of Electrum, can I pray to Hestia and get a sent back to my childhood home? I was like, sure. So, he does that. They appear back at their home, at his home, and, um... Hestia is in the kitchen making them breakfast. Just making them bacon, eggs, waffle. Good shit. Nice. <laughs> so so Neri refers to her as Grandma, and she refers to Apollo as Uncle? Yeah.
3: And Hades is Fireman.
0: Hades is what? Fireman. Why Fireman?
3: I don't know. I would just make up names at that point. Is it like the
1: Hercules Hades? That's, yeah, that's in what your, I was going mind? with. In mind? Okay.
0: But the Hades in this world has like three different variations to them. That's
3: why I said I made up a name on the spot when we were talking. And I went with Fireman.
0: You'd either have young Hades, adult Hades, or decrepit old oh, man Hades. Yeah,
3: just bet at all. Stop being a wimp.
0: Never! I will not let Garland... Fuck it, I'll go all in.
3: <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why you're holding out when, like,
0: Garland yeah, will. I'll have the satisfaction win. of winning. <laughs> I won round five. Anyways, that's so dumb. But you know, Becca, we get, we do some, we have some shenanigans. Hmm. <laughs> And That's it, one way to put it. Uh, uh, fucking Shiv. Uh, and Sh- Shiv has gotten to the point where his character is so cocky he wants to change his character picture to uh, Esquinart from Seven Deadly Sins.
2: <laughs> I still have not seen That'd Seven Deadly Sins, so that is lost on yeah.
0: me. It's a very, it's a very predictable show. He's the Lion Sin of Pride. He's, it's still
1: entertaining.
0: It's entertaining, but it gets really, it honestly gets really repetitive and boring. Near the end? Uh, I haven't
1: watched the
3: latest season, so... I've
0: read the entire manga.
3: I read most of it. Ah. I don't remember where I stopped, but I read a good
0: chunk of it. It's just like, every plot twist that comes, you can see coming from a mile away. Because, like, the setup is really bad. There's a few that are like, what the hell? I mean, didn't the anime get really shitty in quality, though?
1: Yeah, but, I mean... That's not not that bad.
0: Um, I'm sorry, girl when the anime quality is dipped so bad that people are comparing it to berserk 3d and I it's don't a 2d that anime I have a problem.
1: Oh I also have a really low threshold for anime that I enjoy so
0: Becca, how's your life been?
2: I mean pretty good I think
0: been talking about D for like 30 goddamn minutes how's your life been
2: i went to a corn maze today oh that's fun
0: well,
2: i need a fuck what? is that so is, is that not a thing there why <laughs> why? <laughs> why i
0: like i've never been to a corn you know, maze oh, it's I've fun. Been in canada I, not in ontario <laughs> probably not not like, in, oh, like ontario in, now. not you need to come here to not to, not in the greater toronto <laughs> area not in the greater toronto <laughs> area Probably in like, uh, probably up north or, uh, honestly, probably down in Niagara.
2: Maybe. We need to go it's fun.
0: That.
2: It might also just be like, a Midwest United States thing.
0: That, that is true.
2: I just like... We got all the cornfields. got all the corn! Got all the corn.
0: Although I was gonna say, don't ask me what I just did. <laughs>
2: It was a poor attempt at a southern accent and I was willing to just slide right by it, but you drew attention to it, so
0: <laughs> Becca, I have to draw attention to it. It was a really bad accent.
1: So Becca, there's a corn maze near uh, where I live where they have this sandbox that's full of corn kernels. What? And kids can just play in it. Oh so God. it's a corn box? Yeah, it's basically a corn box, okay. yeah. It's, has it's that ever turned
0: cool. into has that ever turned into popcorn in the middle of summer?
1: I don't, um, well, that. just, I don't think it gets well. That's just think it gets hot enough. There aren't corn mazes. There aren't corn mazes in the middle of summer, Yang. The corn mazes are made in cornfields after the corn has already been harvested, so it's just the husks.
3: Yeah, it's or just I mean the, the husks
1: and the stalks. And then they would have like I guess the corn kernel box. Whoa, I hate it. Now you killed.
0: Huh? Now you killed my dream of a giant bucket of popcorn in the ground.
1: I mean, you could I mean, still
3: do could that. Buy a- just- I mean, I'm sure they sell <laughs> like.
0: That corn. No, Garland. There. You killed it. <laughs> It's you
1: also it the garland. wrong kind of corn, so
0: Garland, you killed it. Yeah, you took it out back and you shot it in the back of the head with a rifle with a shotgun. Well, gun. it
1: will. Uh, you can still do that. It's just you can't you can
0: salvage it, Garland. You shot it in the back of the head with a shotgun.
1: Anyways, um,
3: <laughs> the thing I hate I'm sorry, Jess. Do, I had to be loud. The, the thing I hate that people do at corn bases is that they'll make they'll cut through and make new pads, and then it doesn't make sense with the. The map that they give
1: you. Yeah, what's the point of going if you're just gonna cheat? Exactly.
3: I mean, like, I like that they give you a map for like the really big corn mazes, um, like the one that they make it like.
0: The two- point is to win, Garland. Uh.
3: <laughs> yeah, the the last corn maze I
2: did before this had a map, and you had, and it was like a a scavenger hunt, um. That's so cool. like you had to so not only did you have to like find your way through the maze, which was a little bit easier with a map, honestly, you also had to go to specific stations in there and get like a, a, a crayon rubbing
3: of like a symbol on the thing and take it back. Oh, that's cool! A crayon rubbing, yeah, it's like a stamp or something like that sticker. I'm gonna rub. I'm gonna rub this crayon you... all over. Do you not know what a rubbing is.
0: Becca, I'm making a dirty joke.
2: I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> he deserves Becca, it.
0: Becca, <laughs> why would you do this? You were... I was making a dirty joke. You invited me into this show. You did. I did. And I don't regret it. You will. <laughs> <laughs> you will. <laughs> Becca, you're supposed to have a higher expectation of yourself.
2: No, I bet it's because I do. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, this one didn't have a map, but it did have like numbered, um, like signs in there, and there was apparently a cheat sheet, which we did not know of until we are halfway done. <laughs> Cause like the the way it was set up, there's like a kids maze, which is like easy. We didn't do that one; it's for weenies, um, and then. <laughs> There was, like, a more difficult it's maze, which they split into two phases. So you do, so you, technically you, all, you don't have to do both of them. But we did, because, you know. Um,
0: Your approach here.
2: Yeah. So we did the first phase, which is supposedly, like, the hardest one. And we come out, and the guy's like, do you want, like, a, a cheat sheet? And then we're like, we just, no. <laughs> no. no. Go away. <laughs> Be gone. Don't need that. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice. Well, yeah, the corn maze near me. Well, uh, what
1: they do is they give you an envelope with the map. And you don't have to use it, but if you do, then you, of course, open the envelope, and then you don't get to get- return it. But if you don't use it, then you actually get $5 back. Wow. That's so cool. it's a little bit of an incentive. That is pretty nice. Although,
2: it wouldn't work here because the corn maze cost here for this one was... um. Like, a little under $7. So, Oh it was... <laughs> oh, <but right> <laughs> I think this I, one I, was, I like,
3: 15 I, I don't remember how much the last corn maze I went to was. But it was, like, it, there was the corn maze, and then there was, like, it was within the pumpkin patch. And there was, like, little things for, like, kids to do, too. So, it was, like, more like a like a harvest, like, festival sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty sure it cost, like, at, I see, a nice $10 or something like that, yeah. but it had, like, all of that stuff in it. And then you could buy pumpkins as well, but you weren't required to buy pumpkins.
2: Yeah. The, um, the farm that this was at, they had, like, two kind of things of of ticket tiers. You could get, like, just the corn mains, which I mentioned, or you could get uh, the whole farm fun day, which includes pumpkin patch, um, and like, I think there were like animals and basically it's all like kitty stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously I didn't do that. That family fun time. And that's more like $13. It's
1: not bad.
3: Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah. As soon as October hits, I need to buy my obligatory pumpkin I buy every year is a tiny pumpkin, and I name him Steve, and I have a hat for him somewhere.
2: Aww. Uh, do you draw, like, a face on him? No,
3: he's a naked pumpkin, but he gets his hat named- and it has oh. Steve written on the hat. Snakey. He is nakey. <laughs> I don't carve him, so he lasts. So I- At the end of December, I throw him away. Yeah. Well, he I. he knows what's going on in there. I,
2: I've never seen anyone carve
3: a tiny pumpkin. <laughs> I suppose you could, like, stick- Because they have, like- s- Like, you stick in things into the pumpkin- but that's it. I could put googly what do you mean eyes stick? on it. Oh, you're talking about, like the plastic things? Yeah, you like they have like little like spigot on them or something or whatever. Almost like a Mr. Potato Head yeah, type yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: you just you shove it in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have seen those. Uh I do have a confession though. I did carve a tiny pumpkin. Uh I that's think impressive. it was a little... two years ago. It did not last very long. It only lasted a couple of days. you don't say. <laughs> this is why I don't carve my. Yeah, tiny the skin's skin just way too thin. But it was kinda cool. Just to do it for that of it. Yeah. My- we had an excess of pumpkins. Yeah, I uh
3: I always have to I always have to look for the right pumpkin. He has to be like round. He has to be like per- a perfectly round pumpkin. But he has to fit in my hands. And then I named him Steve. (laughs) One year I had three. There were like three little like flattish pumpkins and the the one like a little tiny round one that sat on the top. And like one of them was white, I think. And then the other one was like a dark orange and the regular orange. Um, I didn't name them, but they were a cute little stack together. They were a pumpkin, um, pumpkin man, basically. Instead of a snowman, it's a pumpkin man.
2: (laughs) That's pretty nice. Um, yeah, the farm had a huge crate of, like, mini pumpkins and mini squashes. Honestly tempted to get a mini pumpkin, but (laughs) I didn't want to have to deal with it later.
3: I mean, that's why I get the tiny one, because then, like, he's small enough that he could just go in the trash can. What are you guys talking about now? Pumpkins.
1: Pumpkins.
0: Oh, why are you giving the pumpkin a gender?
3: Oh, cause what? I, every year I get an obligatory pumpkin and I name him Steve. I've sent you pictures of Steve the pumpkin before. Never happened. That's a lie. I know I've sent you pictures.
0: He has a little paper origami never hat happened. and I write Steve on it. Nope. Never happened. Uh-huh. If it's happened, I've wiped it from my memory. Obviously. I don't know why. It's not like um... it's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you've done it. I, you've done it. Um. Uh, I'm a, I'm just going to change the subject real quick. Um, so I originally planned to make Katsudan today, mm-hmm. but I didn't go to the grocery store to get mirin. Um, so I'm going to do it on Tuesday, and now I'm excited to do that. Carlin, you ever make Katsudan? I don't know
1: what it is, actually.
0: <gasps> I, I I guess... You make ramen like regularly, but you don't know what katsu I mean, is. What the katsu
3: don is different than ramen. I mean, it is served That's in fair. a bowl, but like you can't assume that even though she makes. So is it just katsu, katsu udon? Or... No, it's not udon. No,
0: it's uh, it's ka- it's chi- it's katsu. Be like chicken or pork. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you. So you fry up the chicken or the pork. Uh, the recipe I found it calls for pork, but I'm gonna do chicken on Tuesday. So you fry up the. So on the recipe, you fry up the pork. Um. Like you, you 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 flatten it out, and then you put pepper, salt, flour on it, breadcrumbs. Um, then you toss it in the frying pan, fry it, and then you fry onions in another frying pan. Perhaps. And then, in a bowl, you mix in soy sauce, mirin, two other things. Um, and then you put eggs in the other bowl and you whisk the eggs until it's like, just like whisked eggs, beaten eggs, basically. Then you pour the two mixtures. Then you take the uh, you take the pork. You put it on the onions in the other frying pan and then you pour the egg over top of it and you just let it fry. And then once it gets soft enough, you then take that and you just put it on top of a bowl of rice. Aw, kitty. That's Katsudan.
3: That's (laughs) (laughs) just Aw. She was a box. I honestly
1: don't eat as much rice as I I do, like,
0: I was brought up in a... I was brought up in a... uh, West Indian household, so rice is, like, a staple of my diet. Yeah, I was brought up in a Filipino
3: mm-hmm. household that's also, like, staple diet. Yeah, because the Philippines
0: and Guyana are very close to yeah. each other. Actually, I believe the Philippines are a part of the West Indies. Are they not? Uh, the Philippines are in their own country. As far as, like,
2: geographical no, region, I don't know. I, Well, I th- I think I think they're in the West Indies geographically. It's all like South West East, Indies
0: are a subregion. Asia. Yeah, the West Indies are a subregion of North America. So wrong. Um, oh, yeah. Surrounded by North Atlantic, surrounded by the North Atlantic Ocean, the Caribbean Sea that includes thirteen independent island countries and eighteen dependencies and other territories in three major archipelagos: uh, the Greater Antilles, Lesser Antilles, and the no, Lucayan Archipelago. This. The Greater Antilles is geologically the oldest of three archipelagos and both includes both the largest islands Cuba, Jamaica, Hispano, Hispaniola, and Puerto Rico and the tallest mountains uh, in the Caribbean. The island of the Blah 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 Blah. blah, blah. Uh, the lesser has. Okay. Countries and territories by subregion and archipelago. So. Uh, Dominican Republic, Haiti, Hispaniola, Puerto Rico, Navasa Island, which is the United States colony. Jamaica, Cuba, Cayman Islands, ABC Islands, (laughs) Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, Curacao, all owned by the Netherlands, or all within the Netherlands, Uh, federal dependencies of Venezuela, Nueva Esparta, Anguilla, Antigua and Barbuda, Aves Island, Guadalupe,
1: Guadalupe,
0: yeah it's an island girl. Uh we
1: should let him know he's an island. He's in, he's in street, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Perfect. No, he's not. He
0: he he came in in the depth. Dominica, Grenada, Martinique, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, the Grenadines, Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago, Bahamas, Tur- Turks and Caicos. Costa Rica, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama, Bermuda, Colombia, Guyana. No! Philippines are not a part of the West Indies. I didn't think so. Huh. What the fuck are you guys. Okay. You're all weird. What? Y'all are just weird. What do we do? I'm teaching you geological facts, and y'all are just looking at fucking pictures of pumpkins and cats and yeah, shit. We're listening. Nice
1: I had to give an example of my tiny carved pumpkin that I did.
0: I apparently, that was actually last year. So I don't believe that you were listening. I especially what? don't believe that Becca was listening. Becca wasn't listening.
2: I I did zone out a little bit.
0: <laughs> See, <laughs> but I, I also expect Guadalupe Becca too. That
1: was the last island I heard.
0: Wow. All right. See, I expect it from honest. Becca because Becca never listens to me. But from you, Garland, that's You hurtful. have,
2: like, almost no <laughs> reason to believe that I never listen to you.
0: i totally just fucking with you, back. It's because you consistently just go, I zoned out, I'm honest. <laughs> you honestly consistently zone out all the goddamn time. Hey, Becca, so at least you don't fall asleep on him like I do. No,
2: I don't fall asleep.
0: Yeah, I don't think you've heard the stories of the command in Constance's story I'm called Burb. Burb slept.
1: No. But what no, is the counter at nowadays? No. Is there a way we can check without we adding? can't
0: check it without adding. Um, I guess we could look it up. It won't tell you if you look it up. I um, ch- I can look uh... up and try. Yeah, fair. So, Becca, Garland used to fall asleep so consistently during d d mm-hmm. that we made a command that every time she'd fall asleep, we would type it and it would add one to the counter.
1: The burb slept counter. There was also a reap sleep counter.
0: A reaper fell asleep too, but the only
1: one.
0: we haven't been keeping track of it because if we started keeping track of it, we would literally be adding to it every time we did a set. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. She fell asleep fourteen times during sessions. We also have That's apparently we have
3: a burb command. Terrible. Exclamation Burb is Garland is server waifu. She must not cook for everyone. <laughs> I don't remember
0: I, that was shy. I don't remember
3: making that. That was either you.
0: That was that was either you or shy. It had
3: to be shy because I don't remember making that. I made the burb slap counter though.
0: How many how many commands do I have for night Um
3: how do I see the 217?
0: Hey Becky, you think I have too many commands? Yes. <laughs> I need them all though. Especially the Spider-Man commands from three years ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Every command has its reason. They're all funny as fuck. Becca, have you seen my
3: emotes? Um, Some of them?
2: I'm still in, like, your... Discord. So, I, like, see... And I have a... Discord nice Nitro. Um, so... I-
0: uh, Sometimes I, have, I scroll I past 15, them. I have 15 emotes all from an amazing artist named Biko.
2: She makes good art. Yes. It's very cute. Uh,
0: my my favorite emote is the one that is currently my Discord profile picture, which is Yang Boop.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or Yang Bonk. It's the Bonk emote, which is literally just Yang whipping out his scythe, being like, I'm a Bonk you! <laughs> And I have Yori Box, which is just Yori's DD character Anya in a box. And then uh, Garland Smug. Or Graylin Smug. because we needed to gar- <laughs> You pronounced it right! Because I have to, because it's the name of the emote. Get over it. Oh. Um, it has nothing to do with you. It's entirely the emote.
1: I didn't um, even realize it was spelled correctly.
0: Of well, course it's spelled... I spell your name correctly every time I talk about you in typing, young lady. <laughs> I am insulted.
1: Isn't there a Yang salt emote? Yeah.
0: Yes, there Speaking is a Yang salt, salt emote, which is literally just Yang pouting with his arms crossed with a pile of salt on his head.
1: Nope, not that one.
0: Yang salt. Oh
1: shit, it's 11 o'clock. I just did Yang salt.
0: It is 11 yeah. o'clock. We're probably going to end soon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I just heard my boyfriend turn off his lamp behind me, and I looked at the time, and I was like, ah, fuck.
0: Bikinis go big.
2: He wakes up later than me, too, so...
0: <laughs> He's just a responsible adult. Well, normally, um, we could
2: have been earlier than this.
0: <laughs> but we kept you up, because Uh, I mean... Alright, what? How long am the recording are we at? We're at an hour, almost an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, let's say we got about an hour and 10 minutes of podcast. Yes, you're hearing this all live on podcast. Live, <laughs> world to hear. Um, I think that's a good amount of time. What about you? Yeah, I mean, we
3: could end here and it would be good.
0: Michael, you go with that? Mm-hmm. you good with calling it here.
1: I mean, I am.
0: <laughs> but Garland, are you <laughs> good with calling it here? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. I mean, I, we've still got like six rounds left of poker.
0: I don't want to. Keep <laughs> no, Becca I can up just till three in the I morning can just deck time.
2: out early if you want. If you want to keep going. I'm fine. Don't I'm have, have I'm i quit quitting
0: this poker anyways. Guys... I'm losing. Uh, we're not going to We're we're going to keep going. Carly.
1: Nah, that's alright. Um, you plan I can go Parker? back to Guild Wars.
0: The thing with the thing with it is, I don't want to end it. I don't want to have one of us dip out because it might fuck with the recording for uh, Jesse. Oh. So I mean, if we're all good, I can do an outro. Sure, why
1: not? I can
0: sure. I'll, be, I'll try to be professional and shit. <laughs> yeah, because um,
1: we're so professional at this point. I know, right? It's like
0: the most, we are the most professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can't even is there get something in it? twitch chat no I can't even get through saying that with a straight face um so, so yeah we're gonna call it here so Becca can go to bed thank you so so Garland can stop losing at poker hey I beat that. you
1: soundly the first one
0: <laughs> I don't mean shit when I'm kicking your ass young lady yeah hey, um,
1: you only have ten times as much as I have <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I have almost. I think I have almost. I ten had and a half like 250 more, more chips than you last time. Anyways, um, we're gonna end as always. If you like listening to us live, it's twitch.tv twitch.tv slash Yamanagi. It's twitch.tv twitch.tv slash Y A N Y A N G Y A M A N A G I. I fucked up the first name and not the last name for the first time. I am a horrible... Why did I make this name have so many A's?
2: Yeah, you got <laughs> you through it eventually. Dumb.
0: Um, if you're on Spotify, Spotify is cool. If you're on Apple Podcasts listening to this, Apple's alright. If you're not listening to this, how do you know what I'm saying? Huh? Tell me. How do you know what I'm saying? Anyways, now that I got a little dark, creepy, mysterious. Um. Becca, where can people find you?
2: Um. So, uh, my username in basically everywhere is Dragon Astra. Um, Dragon A S T R A. That's my Twitch. That's my Twitter. That's my Tumblr, if you really want to follow me there, I guess. Um, I'm also a part of a streamer group called Dice Functional, uh, which I would love for people to check out if you liked the d and chatter. we didn't talk about we didn't, today. We talked about it last time I was on, so it's fine. Um, That's fair. But I am going to briefly plug it, cause, so if you liked the d d oh, chatter cool. earlier, um, we are a D&D and variety gaming channel with me and a bunch of my friends. Um, so we, we do like D&D every Saturdays we stream it and we have some other tabletop RPG stuff going on as well as video games. Um, so we have, we have fun. Um, our Twitter for that uh, is dice functional with an underscore at the end. So it's a little bit different, um, but you can find us. It's it's spelled like dysfunctional, but instead of a DYS it's D I C E Dysfunctional. It's great. It's a it's a
0: good name. <laughs> it's a good anyway, name. that's about it. Right, uh, a little bit of housekeeping for me. Um, if you're listening to this and you like listening to this every time it comes out, podcast is only gonna be coming out every two weeks now. Or well, we're gonna record it every two weeks, and it'll be update uploaded whenever we get, whenever I get the file. The editor is a high school student who just recently started high school, and she's, uh, she's a gifted high school student, so she's very intense workloads with school, very intense schooling. Like she's just, she's busy all the time. So, consistency in upload schedule is not going to be a thing anymore for podcast. But consistency in live shows Are gonna be a very We're gonna attempt to be as consistent as possible And I'm gonna say we're gonna attempt Because this week we struggled to get it out We struggled to record Um Because life Just didn't want this to happen But I gave life the finger And I said (laughs) fuck you We're doing this So Yep Uh If you do listen to this and you do want more regular updates, uh, you can follow the Twitter page for the podcast.
3: At that name, Yang Can't Spell.
0: Which I don't... No, it's not my Twitter. There's actually a Twitter page for the podcast. Hold on. I have to open it. I don't remember the, the at. The at for the Twitter page is at Campfire Gather. I mean, if you can spell campfire is C A M P F I R E, F I N G song. Why did I do that? Uh, because Good. it's C A M P, F I R E, and then G A T H E R. The C and the G are both capitalized. So that's the that's the Twitter for podcast. If you like my Twitter, my Twitter is at y. Yamanagi. So just remove the A and G in the first half of it, and you got. And you got the... Okay, bye, <laughs> bye podcast. Everyone see bye now.
3: bye.